This episode of the Rock and a Hard Place podcast is brought to you by Tweaked Audio at tweakedaudio.com. Use the code HARDPLACE when you check out and get 33% off of your order. That's tweakedaudio.com. This is the Rock and a Hard Place podcast. I'd sit this one out, Cap. I don't see how I can. These guys come from legend. They're basically gods. There's only one god, man. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. Let's not stand on ceremony here. And now, here are your hosts, Chris Cougar and Paul Gibson. The Rock and a Hard Place podcast, the podcast plagued by so many technical difficulties, it's amazing that we get a show out every week. Hello and welcome. <laughs> My name is Chris. I am the uh, the technical guy here who gets lost all the time trying to figure out why things aren't working. And and that guy there, that's Paul Gibson. What's up, man? Now the Mars do just living the dream in Nashville, Tennessee. That's right. Now, uh, are you guys all done with the snow for the year? Have you gotten your snowfall for the year? Yeah. I mean, we got a good like eight inches, nine inches or so around here. I don't think we're going to get any more, but we did have like some possible tornadoes yesterday and some actually hit west tennessee so wow um yeah so you know i can deal without that i'd rather have the snow than tornadoes any day but uh, you know bring on the spring pucks and tony phil has made it so so let's let's get on with it oh is he saying winter's ending early or on time or whatever yes. it is okay yeah yes. I, early spring i've never really i've never really trusted a groundhog for my weather forecast um of course i don't trust yeah. my local weatherman for my weather forecast either so you know there's i mean the groundhogs are cuter yes uh that i will give you that I will mm-hmm. definitely give you. Uh, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, unfortunately, most of it's kind of sad. So yeah. bear with us as we uh, as we go through some of this stuff. I was uh, after we got done recording last week. I'd gotten a uh, Facebook message from Matt Wheeler, who does the um, the Metal Show podcast. And of course, right now that I'm talking about it, I can't I can't think of the name. Uh, of it, but he does a he does a hardcore metal podcast that actually gets played on some radio stations, and he was asking me if about the whole live three sixty five shutting down, and I I didn't know anything that he was talking about, so he sent me a link that says uh, live three sixty five, which for those of you who don't know is kind of a streaming service, but you could also pay royalties to it. Um, and, and it would allow you to stream music and be legal in that whole process. Um, they were shutting their doors as of January 31st. And I guess the reason is that there is a consortium of people that deal with copyright and they were raising the prices of what you would pay per song in order to, uh, uh, be legal. And the prices that they were raising them to were outlandish, uh, according to what these small broadcasters, it was more than those broadcasters were going to be capable of paying. So Live 365 sent out an email that said, hey, by the way, because of this, we're shutting down January 1st. We're done. See you later. Have a nice life. And there's people all over the place that have lost their radio stations. They don't have access to be able to stream their stuff anymore. And Matt was telling me that there were two stations that he knows of specifically that had to shut down uh, directly affected by that whole thing. One of them is called Metal Blessing Radio, and the other one is called White Noise Radio. 
Um, so, I, I mean, it's... I, it's hard for me to understand the the whole aspect of this. We pay for the royalties and streaming services through Sound Exchange, which I guess Live 365 was kind of a middle road between the small caster and Sound Exchange from everything that I've read. But we as a radio station, Broken FM, we pay Sound Exchange so that we can stream on the on the web. And we pay like a blanket 600 bucks, And that allows us to not have to report every single song that we play. It'd be 500 bucks if we wanted to go through and take the time to report everything. But that's just streaming, okay? That's just audio yeah. streaming. That doesn't include any of the licensing for what we broadcast over the air. So, Paul, have you seen any... Like, I, I know you had one station that wanted to air you, that wanted you to break everything down so they could take care of it properly through Live 365. I'm guessing that's no longer a problem. <sighs> I haven't talked to him lately. I need to get in contact with him again and be like, so what you doing? Yeah. Because <laughs> I, mean, I just don't know. And I mean, at the time that we were talking, obviously, this was not an issue yet. So um, I'm unaware of exactly what to expect from him at mm -hmm. this point. Um, you know, I hope it goes well, but I just don't know. I'm, I'm hoping it does good things. So, so from what I'm told, there's other services that are either launching or that are already existing that supposedly have worked in the larger bill uh, to their services. And so people can move their stuff over there. But there's a lot of people that apparently, like December or early January, their annual dues came up with Live 365 for their premium membership, and they all paid it. And now no one is telling them anything about whether or not they'll get their money back. Like, if you go to live365.com, it's a 404. Like, there is no website. They don't exist anywhere right. anymore from what we can tell. Like, they shut their doors and they walked away. It's like just left the keys sitting on a desk inside the building and walked out. So, I mean, the way that Live 365 is handling it is kind of sketchy. You know, is yeah. any of that money going to get paid back? I mean, I know they've got employees and staff that they need to pay. And apparently they had a lot of backers at one point that, you know, financial backers that pulled out when they heard that um, this was coming down and they knew that Live 365 wasn't going to want to pay the new prices. So well, the, the one guy who I have talked to who is actually just about to relaunch a station um, that I think he did used to use Live 365, but he is going with uh, streamlicensing.com. So okay. um, I don't know if that's any help to anybody, but uh, apparently that's what he's going with. So. Yeah. So Bruce mentioned Metal Blessing shutting down. And I mean, it's tragic that these some of these smaller uh, internet stations are having to close their doors because of the price increase. And I, I mean, Sound Exchange, what, what did I see? They pay... Like three billion a year for royalties and licensing for the songs that legit radio stations like Broken pay them to be able to stream online. And, you know, I mean, Spotify, um, RDO, Pandora, all of those fees, they're all paying more fees as well. So, I mean, the price hike affected a lot of people, but it's just the little guy who's end up, who ends up getting pushed out of the of the system unless they can find an affordable alternative. Um, right. I just don't know that that's going to happen with as expensive as these royalty fees are. So, 
Yeah, and apparently there's a good bit of petitions going around to try to get them lowered again, but who knows if that'll happen. Well, five years ago, they went through a similar process, and and Live 365 was successful in lobbying uh, Congress to actually put a stop to the price hike. Um, But Congress, I guess, has turned a deaf ear this year. They haven't really, haven't wanted to pay uh, any attention to it. So it's, uh, it's, it's sad to me that these stations... Uh, of all genres, it's not just Christian stations that are affected by this. It's small internet stations of all genres that are affected by this particular uh, incident. So, you know, I mean, it's it's going to be tough for those guys to have to walk away after some of them being on for, you know, five plus years. Crazy, crazy. Well, a bright spot in our news is uh, Skillet's monster recognized as the biggest digital single in Christian music history. So uh, the RIAA's two times platinum certification accumulating over 2.6 million in sales and streams. Multi-platinum rock band Skillet's hit single Monster continues to live up to its name, now recognized as the biggest digital single in Christian, Christian music history. Even six years after, has it been that long? Six years? Wow. Six years after its release, the song continues to dominate. Touted by Billboard uh, at the close of 2015 as both the number one Christian and number eight rock streaming song of the year. The band was also recognized as number one Christian and number nine rock streaming artist of 2015 on Billboard's year-end charts. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. That's that's insane to me that that song has been around for six years and is still that popular. But kudos to Skillet. I mean, obviously, they know how to write a hit. Right. <laughs> now, if only they can write some more like Monster, I will be happy. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's why we got to wait and see where they are with the next album and, and how ballady that one is uh, is going to turn out to be. Yeah. So I don't know. I'd like to, on a certain level, I like their ballads better than I like their stuff that's like mid-tempo and unmemorable. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, hopefully they've cracked the formula now. We'll see. <laughs> or, you know what? Honestly, I wouldn't mind it if they tried something completely different. Yeah. Just, I mean, because they've, they, I mean, for all intents and purposes, they've been able to ride kind of the same general style for what? Three, four albums now? At I mean, least. I mean, it's been going for a bit. So, I mean, if they came out and they were like, you know what, we're going to try something that's way out of left field, as long as they weren't, you know, doing country or, or going real folksy or something, I could, I would like to see where they could go. Cause I think they're all talented musicians. I think John's voice is super fun. Yeah. And you know, I don't know. I, I, you know, I've liked different iterations of skillet better than others, but you know, it might be interesting to see them just do some like dirty rock and roll, you yeah. know, something just kind of stripped down and cool. Well, Josh is saying, uh, write some good alternative music. There you go. You know, do it. Something, something very different. So, well, this next little bit is uh, the kind of stuff that we don't necessarily like talking about, but uh, unfortunately, it came out this last week, and uh, so we have to mention it. We're not going to belabor it. We're not going to point any fingers at anybody. We're just giving you the information as we have it. Um, Apparently, Justin Cordell from the band uh, We As Human put out a letter uh, talking about an extramarital affair that he's been having for the last, uh, I guess, couple of years. Um, 
he wrote the letter asking for forgiveness from a lot of people, um, talking about how he stepped outside of his marriage bounds and the, or his marriage vows, excuse me, not bounds. And uh, he didn't tell her, didn't tell his wife anything about it. He got caught apparently at some point. And so he uh, wrote this letter saying that he is stepping down from We As Human, won't be performing with them anymore. Um, he's apologized to his wife publicly, um, and uh, he says he's sorry for the things. His heart's heavy with remorse in the many mistakes that he's made and failures, um, hoping that time will heal the wounds and that Christ will stop the hemorrhaging in the souls of those that he has hurt. Well, unfortunately, another band member, Justin Forshaw, <laughs> he decided to post his own uh, perspective on things and basically says uh, he doesn't like Facebook drama, but he says, allow me to be the king of it for a moment, which I kind of liked that opening. I thought that was uh, that was rather clever. He right. says, uh, as you know, Justin C. has stepped down as singer for We as Human. What you don't know is that despite a seemingly noble attempt at humility, he's chosen to continue his relationship with the woman that he has been having the affair with. After reading his farewell, I was at first very excited to see that he was finally putting himself on the course in the right direction, but I contacted him shortly after reading it to ask if he was still with the woman, and that if he was, it would affect my response to his public confession. He has chosen to not respond to me. Justin's wife is an amazing woman, has been fighting for months and months to work things out with him, but to no avail. Biblically speaking, Justin has no grounds for a divorce. His wife holds the cards in that department, and her will is for the family to be restored. Knowing that Justin's always held such high regards for sound biblical doctrine and now seeing for quite a while that he is falling into what Paul wrote in 1 Timothy 5.8 leaves me dumbfounded. We are all capable of making huge mistakes in life, but as followers of Christ, we are held to a higher standard, especially when we hold positions of high importance because we can give the world a reason to scoff when we fall. Pray for Justin to truly hear the will of God in his life. I will keep you up to date with things of lesser importance Regarding the fate of we as human music, blah blah later. So, and by the way, that last part was a direct quote. It does say blah blah. Later. It does. That's exactly <laughs> right. It, it says blah blah later. So, um, I, you know, drama within any band is terrible. Drama like this within a Christian band seems even worse. Although it shouldn't be, um, right. but it's looked at as worse because again, we are held to that higher standard as believers. Um, you know, he could have come out and said anything about leaving the band. He could have just said, you know what, my life is headed in a different direction right now. I wish the band the best, and I'm off to do my own thing. But he wrote this thing to be, you know, to make it sound contrite um, and, you know, that he's genuinely sorry for it. Now, it's funny because I sent this to, to Dustin, uh, our late-night mayhem guy, and he had kind of an interesting take on it. And it, it's it's weird. He says, I can't tell if he's being fully sincere. Uh, has we as human officially announced the breakup? And I said, you know, we don't have a clue. He goes, it just doesn't seem fully sincere to me because the band hasn't announced any kind of hiatus and he's contradicting himself. He says his faith is in shambles, but then talks over and over again about praying for healing and forgiveness and having faith in Christ. Um you know, it, it, Dustin's opinion is if he was sincere, he would give a what now instead of ambiguity. More like, my faith is in shambles and all I can do now is pray that I can get it back again. Then divorce and such, such. I'll be taking a leave from the band, stay at home with the family, work it out. 
you know, and, and then he's, he concludes with, you know, maybe he's just in such an emotional state that he's writing whatever comes to mind. And I, all of that is totally possible, totally plausible. Um, and again, we don't wish any ill will on any of these guys. It's just, it's really, tra- I mean, I was a huge fan of We As Human, just their sound, their style, everything about them. Paul, where does this put the band with him stepping away, just kind of from your perspective? I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. I think that uh, on some level, they're somewhat tainted at this point, Um, whether that's deserving or not. I think that they are in a position where um, if, if I was their manager, if it was me, I would think I would tell them to take the route of uh, as I lay dying uh, minus their lead singer and say, just start a whole new band, Mm -hmm. change the sound to what you might. If you ever had an idea about trying something different, do it now. Yeah. Find yourself a lead singer who may or may not have um, some cred of his own, um, but find somebody good who fits whatever new genre you want. Or if one of you guys can pick it up, then, Hey, you only had to pay one less person and just start over. Um, because, I mean, honestly, We as Human is just young enough to where I think a lot of people recognize about four of their songs. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I haven't met a ton of people. Mind you, I'm not just like out and about hanging out at, at Christian Rock shows a whole lot just because I don't have time, what? unfortunately. Yeah, I know. It's it's horrid considering I live in Nashville. But, yeah. you know, it's like I don't, I don't know a ton of people who just randomly bandy about the name We as Human. Mm-hmm. And one, I never thought it was really that great of a band name. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's it needs to be simpler and a little bit catchier. It's kind of hard to say. I mean, it's you know, I, I, I to me, like I said, I, I would say just scrap it, start over. Right. Know, well, now wash they your hands of it, move on. They may not have a choice because uh, Josh Clifton in the chat room is saying that he owned the band name. Uh, he owned the band or the name at least. So yeah. it's if that's the case, then they may not have a choice. They may have to come up with a new name if they decide to continue on. Unless to show his um, humility in the situation, his his um, being sorry for what's happened and for basically potentially putting the other members of the band out of work, he could let them keep the name. But the name is now tainted. I mean, kind of like As I Lay Dying, you know, had they tried to continue on, anytime somebody was said As I Lay Dying, it would have been, was that... With Tim or without Tim? You know, in this case, it would be we as human with Justin C or without Justin C. Where's the where's the line? So, you know, I, I kind of agree with you that the best bet for them is if they want to stay together as members of the rest of the band, then, you know, come up with a new name. I, I love what XXI did in uh, their regard. I mean, A Feast for Kings, they didn't want to go on without the loss of their lead singer in that same vein. And then they honored him by naming the band the age that he was when he passed. I mean, there's right. a lot of cool little things that they could do to, to make it, you know, continue to work. Right. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that the rest of the guys will continue on in some form together because their sound is really good. Just a matter yeah, of agreed. finding a new vocalist. Well, and you also said that he was the main writer for them, too, though. I think so. Everything that I remember reading and when I talked to him, it's like he did seem like at the very least he was the main lyricist. Which, you know, I think their lyrics were pretty good. I don't think they were, like, epic. I think they're, no. honestly, to me, I think their guitar parts were 
the parts that were most interesting. I don't remember right. if he wrote those or not, but I mean, if they can, you know, if they can keep that kind of a hook with a new lyricist and vocalist, hey, they're good to go. Yeah, uh, and um, you know, I, I don't. I do you recall what label they're on? Because I don't. I thought it was. It's not Wind Up, is it? Aren't they on the same label as Skillet? I thought it was John Cooper that kind of discovered them. Yeah, I think that's Atlantic. They might be. Well, let's look it up. We as human label. Let's see if we can find out who uh, who they are with. Of course, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, Atlantic Record. Atlantic Records. Which so you now, have to wonder what kind of standing that leaves them well, in with Atlantic because I, you know. This is going to sound horrible, and this is not meant to, not meant to sound judgy towards people who aren't Christians. But right. I I don't see this as being a big thing in and of itself to Atlantic. Right. I think the biggest part that's going to be a hiccup for them is you lost your lead singer in a band. The lead singer is like eighty percent of what makes you popular. Right. He's also, well, your songwriter. What are you going to do now? <laughs> so, uh, let know. me see. Justin and Jake will have songs this year. Um, that's what Josh is telling us in the in the chat room right now. the The label aspect, though, is is another thought that I hadn't really pondered much because if they're under contract for a certain number of albums, they're going to have to find a way to fulfill that contract, or they're all going to be in breach, and that's going to create a whole nother layer of headache for them. Um, so I hadn't really thought about, I mean, see, this is guys, this is where the implication of, of sin (laughs) tearing your band apart is, is a rather huge thing because he's basically just kind of screwed over his bandmates financially in a lot of different ways. If he's leaving the band and the, and the band as a whole still has a contract with Atlantic to do, let's say, two more albums. You know, hopefully it's only one, but they only have one other album out that I know of. It's not like they can just put together a best of and throw it out there to to kind of fill that. I mean, that's what a lot of bands do. You know, you got four or five albums. We got got one more. Let's do a best of, toss it out there, and be good to go. It doesn't work like that when this is your first, like, major release on that particular label. So, I mean, there's a lot of layers here that I guess I didn't really contemplate until you brought that up, Paul, that uh, that they may have more stuff going on there. <laughs> yep, and that's going to be a doozy to get over. So yeah. Very much. God's blessings on that, guys. Yeah, totally. Y'all didn't deserve that. Totally. Wow. Uh, let's see. There is a brand new super band that is in the forming, and some of you may have no idea uh, who any of these people are. <laughs> so uh, it is called the Union of Sinners and Saints, and it features some members from uh, Petra and Whiteheart. You got John Schlitt, former lead singer of Petra, Billy Smiley, guitarist, singer, and founding member of Whiteheart. And uh, it's very, very interesting to see the two of them working together on a project. Now, I got to add this. Today is John Schlitt's birthday. Happy birthday. So happy birthday, John, even though I know you're not going to uh, listen to this podcast because you tried to name a TV show after our podcast. You remember that? (laughs) That was like two years ago. Uh, okay, one last note. Still standing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one last note. 
John uh, or uh, Josh says that uh, he may knows too much to comment on this, but the lead singer is typically the only one liable. So that's good and bad. Yeah, <laughs> you know, could be good and bad. So yeah, there is a uh, there is a new album coming out by the Union of Saints and Sinners, two members from the best selling Christian rock bands of all time. Uh, let me see. They've had Dove nominations and all kinds of crazy stuff. I'm wondering, let's see, results in the new CD at Lifeway Stores exclusively coming out June of this year and then digitally on iTunes worldwide. Uh, eight new originals and updated versions of Petra and Whiteheart classics will be a must for fans of both groups. Can you tell this is a press release? Uh, John Ellis, lead singer from Tree 63, will be featured on guitar and vocals. New artist Jason Fowler, whom Smiley produced, will also join the guys on the road. Oh, they're doing a Foo Fighters cover. Oh, really? That could be cool. Mm. I, I would bet you money, though, it's going to be Hero. Well, probably. That would make sense. That would make sense. Uh, so, yeah, John Schlitt, lead vocals. Uh, Billy Smiley, Guitar, keyboards, and vocals. Anthony, is it Sally? Sally, bass. And John Ellis, Tree 63, uh, featuring new artist Jason Fowler on guitar and vocals. So, lots of uh, of cool stuff there. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Now, Paul, I'm going to let you run with this next one because I never really listened much to Further Seems Forever. Did you... uh, uh, not really. I mean, um, but for those of you who are wondering, though, um, we, we are going to talk about the, the death of a former lead singer. But because of that, um, I do have a clip from at least a song that was was uh, big whenever I was working at Power FM in Dallas, which, of course, is now kind of sort of no more as well. Um, but anyway, it's called Light Up Ahead. It's from the album that this particular lead singer sang on. So we're going to play just a clip from that and then we'll talk more about it. Here we go. is the title track off the Light Up Ahead album, which uh, lead singer um, John Bunch was the vocalist for. He just passed away just a couple of days ago. I think it was just maybe yesterday. Um, I was either yesterday or the day before. Yeah. And uh, most recently, he'd been performing in a band called Lucky Scars uh, under the name Johnny Scars. And uh, yeah, the label confirmed at uh, his current label Spartan Records and he's also been in a couple of other bands along the way too but um, nothing but an outpouring of positive feelings and well wishes from um, tons of people in the Christian rock community and I think even a little bit from the mainstream rock community everyone was just like this dude was just a stand up guy and he was a great performer and you know I don't think he quite ever got the notice that he well deserved I think Further Seems Forever was probably his biggest shot at that but Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and for those of you who don't remember back that far, I mean, further seems forever. I think a ton of people thought we're going to be basically what Switchfoot is now mm-hmm. or what Amberlynn became just a really big, big deal 
amongst a certain group of people. And I think that they had a pretty good cult following, but it never got very large. Um, and a lot of that was due to the fact that they had three or four different lead singers over right. the course of like three or four albums. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of hard to maintain with something like that. But, you know, everyone sees their music as being very solid. And I think they're doing a re-release of their first album on vinyl here pretty soon. Or maybe they already have. But um, I don't know. It's just sad. And, you know, it's even sadder still for me just in general to start thinking about, you know, it's like we've got such a buildup of a catalog of, of musical people that we look up to in bands of, you know, just even just the past 10 years. And, you know, over the course of, of your and I's rest of our life, Chris, we're going to see a bunch of these people go away. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's sad to think about. So I don't know. It kind of depresses me. Yeah, no, I, I totally, I totally hear you on that. Um, uh, nobody knows why. Uh, that's the big thing at this point. I'm. I was looking to see if I could find why, and and I don't see a what happened to him. Yeah. So. I, I just don't know. Very very strange. Well, Paul, why don't you? Um, let's see. Do we want to do? We don't have an other stuff tonight because Kirk is uh sick so we don't have that going on uh but let me see here hang on one second we're having some Ustream difficulties but uh that's okay why don't you do a um why don't you do your noise trade picks while i work on some other stuff okie dokie i discovered a couple of ooh yay i i'm hearing myself again i'm echoing this is cool Anyway, you're not um, on my end, so. Oh, I am on mine. It's very distracting, but that's okay. I can deal with it. After having done remote broadcasts via cell phone, you can do anything. Um, so one of them is an artist that I just briefly seen mentioned on uh, somebody's feed. I don't remember who it was. I want to say it might have been uh, Andy Minio, but uh, regardless, this guy has got an album that's out now on Noise Trade Records or Noise Trade Records on NoiseTrade.com. And it's a it's a pretty much a full length record, but it's a very odd take on hip hop and mixed in with a little bit of alternative. Anyway, and his name is weird too. His name is Mowgli the Iceberg. Have no idea where that name came from, but hey, why not? Smashing Pumpkins was already taken. Yeah. So um, <laughs> the name of the song is called Light the City, and it features um, an artist who I believe is signed to Annie Minio's label. Uh, he's called No Big Deal. All one word and misspelled. So here we go. So here's Mowgli, the iceberg, light the city. See what you think. We just doing what we know, looking out for number one. But if we keep being so cold, how could we be like the sun? The sun, he told us to be low. He will raise us to be free. But if we do not love the least, how could we love who we ain't seen? The darkness deep like submarines. We need the light to intervene. Pass the celebrity status and all the gents in the glen. Take a look behind the curtain, things aren't all as they say. Just shine a light on the city. Yeah, shine a light on the city. So there you go. That is Mowgli, the iceberg. Very nice. Shine a light on the city. But yeah, it's, and that's probably one of the more normal sounding songs off the record. I haven't got a chance to listen to all of it yet, but off the stuff that I have listened for listened to it, it's very, very different. Uh, but the album is called uh, Synesthesia, and uh, once again, you can find it on noisetrade.com. And right now, it's one of the top downloaded ones at the moment. So it's also got uh, several other guest appearances uh, from the likes of Canon, um, 
Chiwan and Jerry Mana and Alice Jemima. <laughs> Not touching that one. Anyway, so yeah, it's got eight songs total, but uh, but yeah, it's 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 interesting at the very least if you're a fan of, of stuff that's different. Then you know, give it a listen. It's free. Awesome. So, go for it. Free is always good. Just like we did with, uh, just like we did with uh, the free music from Kairos last week, which is still available as far as I know. So uh, yeah. if you want uh, some free music, go to the Facebook page, and uh, you'll see a link there for it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Let's talk a little bit about our sponsor, Tweaked Audio. Look, guys, check this out. And girls, this is not, um, you know, we're not a sexist podcast. Uh, <laughs> TweakedAudio.com. They sponsor this show. Of course, after that comment, they may not want to anymore. You can uh, go check them out. Seven different styles, seven different colors, lots of cool options. Very inexpensive headphones. Uh, but they sound great for just about anything that you want to listen to uh, with them. They are the uh, small little headphone jack, so they'll fit through like a case on most phones, whether it be uh, an iPhone or an Android, or even if you are one of the like 2 million people that bought a Windows phone, it'll actually uh, it'll fit inside the case on that, which is nice. It's got a little microphone on it, which is awesome. Uh, those that are in the chat room right now watching the Ustream live, these are my... Uh, my tweaked audio eddies. These are the big, big fat uh, full size cans. They have a pair of those. They run about a hundred bucks. But they have small in ear headphones as well. They have the little buds like you get with your uh, with your iPhone, or they have the kind that actually have the silicone that go inside your ear and seal. Look, the price ranges are all over the place, so go check them out. But the best part of this is you get free shipping. You get a lifetime warranty. All you got to do is call them and let them know that you've got a problem with your headphones, and they will send you a new pair. Uh, and we'll even give you a discount. If you use the code HARDPLACE, all one word, uh, you'll get 33% off of your purchase, which is just flat awesome. So go check it out. Tweakedaudio.com. Use the code HARDPLACE, all one word, and help get something good in your head. There you go. Uh, we both have a would you add it. So, Paul, why don't you share yours first? Okie dokie. Uh, my would you add it is the one that I teased last week. It is uh, the, uh, I believe it's Colin Rigsby, the drummer from House of Heroes. And he has a new side project called Vespertine. And it's already it's already charting. So a lot of people have added this one already. And uh, I spun it a time or two on the show. But let's just get our, our reactions as, as kind of first takes. And once again, as... As we try to do, this is like the first 30 seconds of this song. So here we go. Vespertine and Shatter the Night. Okay, so their 30-second audition is up. I would play the heck out of that song. <laughs> I know, it's cool, and it's got a nice vibe to it. Yeah, that that the the keyboard part kind of reminds me of... Um, it's it's kind of like a mix between Fever Fever's Hypnotized and some other song that sounds familiar to me. Um, 
where there's like an ooh, ooh, ooh kind of thing going on. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I love it. I, I think it sounds very, very cool. Yeah, and it's it's very different. And if you want to really get weirded out, watch some of his music videos because they're they're a bit odd as well. Are they? But uh, once again, it's Vespertine, and it's all one word, V-E-S-P-E-R-T-E-E-N. And I believe he self-released to this. So I think pretty much the only place you can get it is is digitally, like I think on iTunes maybe, and then I think he has a band camp page. But, okay. Yeah, it's very interesting stuff. Very, very cool. Well, the song I chose for this is uh, uh, we get submissions for Broken FM all the time. And since I'm in charge of the submission email address, they all come to me and I get to take a listen to them. And, um, you know, some of them are awesome. Some of them are kind of so-so. Some of them are bad. Uh, You know, I'll just say it like it is. So um, I'll let you guys kind of see where you think on this one. The the band is called Paradigm. It's P-A-R-Tilde-A-Tilde-D-I-G-M. Um, and that just, to me, I mean, right there, looking at that name, I was like, okay, why did you need to split it out? Is there some, like, subliminal message you're sending me with your name being like that? Uh, the song is called Nevertheless, and uh, here's what it sounds like. That it seems like there's something there. Yes. Like, and and this is one of those things where I think I would see them differently as possibly like a label rep than I do as a DJ. As a DJ, I'm like, you you need to take that back to the drawing board, have a garage sale, um, <laughs> sell off some action figures, and you need to put a little bit more money because the song sounds good. Like, right. I mean, you know, as far as the the structure of it, the the riff sounds pretty good. It doesn't sound like they suck as musicians. The lead singer doesn't sound bad. It just sounds like they they had no money whatsoever to spend on production. So I, I think I would probably say no, but I would be very curious to see what would happen if they got signed to like Tooth and Nail or something. I think that that's a, a pretty good assessment right there. You know, it's one of those things to where the the song itself is not terrible. Um, I don't hate myself for having listened to it, but right. the way that they've got the vocal running, the vocal is running through some sort of a filter, and you tack that over top of the grinding guitars. And you know, if you're going to do a filter on a song like that, I say you know do the first few words or like the first sentence. Um, and then go to a normal voice for Pete's sake. You don't need to keep the effect on for the entire time. Um, I think that it, ma- it makes songs, uh, songs that do that I feel like are too hard to listen to, unless it's the pop synth stuff that you know everybody's diving for right now. Um, then, of course, that's just kind of par for the course. But you know that's why I say, personally, I would much rather see them drop the effect shortly after the beginning and I would just like it remixed a little bit. I'd like the vocals brought up just a hair. I feel like the, the vocals are buried a little bit. makes them hard to understand. And some of that may be that filter effect that's added to it. Um, oh, Josh says, I hate myself for you making me listen to that. 
<laughs> so uh, not a fan. But yeah, I don't think I would add it at this point. Um, but I think if they were to rework it, then I would certainly be open to considering it again uh, once it got uh, once it got played with a little bit. Cool. So I think that's a fair. That sounds good, man. Uh, yeah, I, I I appreciate you bringing that one to my attention. I had not heard of them before. That's interesting. Yeah, I I don't know anything about them. Uh, I, they they had sent me an initial song that was way too light. Um, and uh, it's a was a mid tempo radio ready rock song, and I listened to it and I said, you know, I I don't mind it, but it I, we just we need heavier. We're a hard rock station, and so she opted to uh, send me this one. Uh, that's called uh, that was called Nevertheless. So that's Paradigm, P A R tilde, and a tilde is the little squiggly line like you see over an N when it sounds like the nya in Spanish. Yeah, that's a tilde, uh, and then an A, and then another tilde, and then a D I G M. So Paradigm. Or I'm assuming it's Paradigm, Paradigm. Uh, you could pronounce it lots of different ways. Just spell it the way that I've described it, and you should be able to find it online if you're really that interested uh josh says it was worse than being mistaken for being in mercy me <laughs> oh, wow tell us what you really think of their brother <laughs> oh josh i wish that you would learn how to communicate your feelings my friend i really think you uh you might want to to practice on that um Wow. Uh, let's see. I guess the main thing we have left is a um, song blunder, yeah? Yeah, and I just realized after painstakingly numbering these things, I'm not entirely sure I numbered them correctly. Oh, Paul. This is not good. Oh, is- and there's, of course, there's no way for you to preview it. You just got to kind of roll with it and see what happens. Well, no, I think I figured out the solution okay. because I did, I, I added them on as I went. So I think I'm going to play it from Audition because it's still up. Okay. And then I'm going to just undo as I go. As you go. Okay. So we're going to see if this works. <laughs> if it doesn't, I'm going to be mad because I put a lot of effort into this. And if you get it really quick, I'm also going to be mad. But I can't really blame you. It's my fault. So. Okay. Anyway, um, this week's Song Blender is very... Oh, well, shoot. Now, see? Now, I've just totally lost my groove. So mm. let's do this right. The Rock in a Hard Place podcast presents... The Song Blender. I made an intro. I'm going to use it by God. All right. So anyway, so here's the thing. This week's Song Blender is different. Normally, we take the chunk of a song. We spin it backwards. We change the pitch. And we see if Chris can get it. That's hard. But Chris has proven he's really good at that. So because I'm a nerd, I decided to be mean. I am now taking a song. And uh, I am giving three pieces of this song. All together at the same time, they are in chronological order. So, but the ver- pieces you're hearing are each piece is by a different artist doing a cover of the same song. Oh my! Does this make sense? I think so. Okay, it's so it's the same song, but yes. done by three different people that right. you've put in the blender. Now, is it still backwards and pitch bent? It's still backwards and pitch bent. Holy crap! What do you think I am? A machine? <laughs> it's not as bad as you think it is. Now that under, that, that explains that look when I asked you before we started if you had a song blender ready. And you're like, I told you, you kind of look like the you got your hands that are just kind of, mm, yes, I do have a song blender ready for you. 
Of course, at least I can recognize, you know, uh, music. Josh couldn't even recognize his own song when you uh, when you blundered it. So, see, Josh, this is the problem. Whenever you record a record, you always need to listen to it backwards to make sure that whatever you're saying doesn't sound satanic and you know? pitch bent. <laughs> and, that too. That just too. you know, just do it all. Just do it all. all right. It. Okay. All right. So, so one song, again, so we have three one artists, song, three artists. But it's the same song, and and it's as the words go along. So they're like in order. Okay, reversed and pitch bent. Reversed and pitch bent. I am about and to hopefully hate I don't you. screw this up because if I screw this up, I'm gonna be so mad. Wow. Anyway, okay. So are we ready? I. Yeah. Why not? Sure. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Was that weird enough for you? Uh, yeah, that was very strange. You're going to have to play that again, because my brain is still trying to process that. Was it really loud? No, I, I don't think so. Okay, all right. Well, I lowered it just a tad, so let me... Just give me the thumbs up. I'm putting the other earphone over my ear so that I can like hear the, I I need to hear the whole thing. So, okay. All right. All right. So we're ready. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. The last part sounds like Vincent Price on crack. It's great. <laughs> <sighs> okay. I need you to play it one more time. <laughs> We're not going to have any listeners. By the time this no, 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 okay. no, no. Right. One All more, right. one more time. All right, here we go. <laughs> Okay. Is it Jesus Freak? Oh, give the man a silver dollar. I thought that might have been. The first part, I thought, really sounded like it. But then by the time it got to the last one... It just sounds so weird. It does. It sounds so weird that I thought maybe, but probably not. But then Paul wouldn't. Yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna roll with it. So, so okay. Now let me let me see. The first one, of course, was the original DC Talk version. No, no. None of them were the DC Talk version. Okay. So one of them has to be the Newsboys version. One of them is the Newsboys version. Okay. Although all you hear is KJ. Right. Okay. Uh, the other one. Oh, what were the two other bands that did it? There were actually one more that I didn't use that I couldn't find. My library, my music library is in a shambles. I've been trying to transfer stuff from one place to another. And <laughs> uh, all right. I can't remember who are the other two, the, the other two bands are. We have all of them on Broken that we can play, but uh, I just, I don't remember the name of the bands. I bet there's one that you don't. Oh, really? I think so. Okay. Anyway, uh, do you, you want to hear the full montage forward? Sure, go right ahead. All right, all right, let's see here. All right, so this is it, normal, and this... this no pitch, way, way much longer. No nothing. Than it should have. Yeah. But anyway, here we go. It took me a while to kiss what it said. I had to match the rhythm oh, of his belly with my head. <laughs> Jesus saved is when it raved in a typical tattoo green. He's still in the middle of the city. 
There you go. Wow. Okay, so I didn't recognize two of those versions, actually. I am awesome. <laughs> uh, how many? I got to know how many copies of Jesus Freak are there out there now? Because we have like three or four different ones that we play yeah. that we have it broken. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so there's the normal version. Right. The DC is, Talk, we'll call it. the Yeah. And then there's the DC Talk remixed version as well. Okay. And if you want to get really technical, there's the remastered version. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, so the first one that you heard was uh, Joan Jetheth, or whatever his name was, the lounge singer. Right. Lounge. And then, of course, the middle one was Newsboys. The last one was Larry Norman. Okay. And I don't remember if that was on his... I'm not really sure which album that came off of. I want to say that the version I have is off the Mother of All Tributes, but I think it actually came out on... I think somebody did something bad and mm. did like a full remix album of Larry Norman. Tracks. Wow. And I think that may have been on there as well. Interesting. Very, very interesting. All right. Well, Hey, I figured it out. So I feel pretty good I right know. now. That was, that was evil though. Um, of course I'm fully okay. If you decide to go that far again, I can't promise the but results see, are, will be. That the was same. another thing though, that how many songs are there that there are that many, that many of totally. Well, and that was a nice twist because, you know, typically you could have used, any version and it might have been easier just having the one but throwing the three different ones together added a, a, a nice level of complexity to what could have otherwise been a very simple uh a, a, you know a very simply easy guest song yes agreed and this is gonna i know this is going to revoke my my uh christian rock host <laughs> of the radio show uh, card um, but part of the reason why I did it was I was looking for Jesus Freak. I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to find something that's going to just really trip him up so it felt really stupid. When yeah. It wrong. Somehow, it's not in my music library right now, and I'm not really sure why or how that is even possible. Wow. But somewhere along the line, I have a feeling it's probably one of those things where it was on one hard drive instead of another, and, you know. Yes. It's a big, it's a big mess. I but. totally understand. Totally yeah. understand. Such is life. Wow. Well, that was fun. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. Well, that is going to do it for us for this episode of the Rock and a Hard Place podcast. And we are super grateful that you guys took the time to actually download the show. Uh, Paul has something to say. One other thing, real quick, because okay. I'm not in a big enough hurry not to play this, because I am so thrilled about this. Oh, gotcha. Uh, this is a new signing to Reach Records. Um, he is uh, goes by the name of Gauvy, as in Gauvy, get him. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's at the beginning of so many Lecrae songs. Right. Um, like, uh, was it circles or nothing or whatever? Yeah, nothing. Anyway, well, he just got signed and I don't know if his stuff is all going to be like this, but if it is, I am so on board. Take my <laughs> money. Um, so that he put up one track and I think it's called Vaina, V-A-I-N-A. And here's just a clip of it. And Chris, tell me if you do not just like feel the urge to play this at a youth group party. I mean, I would play it at any party, but. You might get different looks from one place to another. Chris has put on both headphones. Yes, I, I did. I just covered up both ears because I want to hear this. Right. Okay, so here's just a clip. And it's on like SoundCloud and YouTube, so you can check it out in its entirety for yourself. But this is Gavi Vena. I'm still here to tell the world this message. Romans 1.16. I'm unashamed. I'm not ashamed. When you see me, know that. When I'm out in these streets, know that. I'm unashamed. Why not the 
and it builds from there. But it's just short, and it's got this like weird, like that sermon chunk or whatever that was at the beginning. That's like the first thirty seconds or so is is that. But it, it, the guy is so animated that it actually sounds cool. <laughs> Forget a youth event. I want that in my car. Right. <laughs> I'm sure Josh is going to disown us because somehow I don't see him being that into Gobby, but still, <laughs> I, 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 dude, I could listen to that on repeat all day. No, absolutely. I, uh, I do like it. I, uh, I expect that to show up in my Dropbox magically sometime in the very near future. <laughs> just, uh, just so you know, that's that's my expectation for you there, Paul. Um, man, that was awesome. Good deal. Thanks for bringing and sharing and all of that yep. fun stuff. Well, I think that will officially do it for this episode of the Rock and a Hard Place podcast. We want to make you guys aware of a little thing we call Patreon. Actually, we don't call it that. Um, Everybody who does. Made it call it that. But um, it's a it's an opportunity for you guys to give back to the show. If you feel like this show has value, if you feel like it uh, it's worth something, uh, for obviously you feel like it's worth your time. So if it's worth your time, maybe it's worth a buck or two a month to help keep it going. Uh, we will never charge for the podcast. The podcast will remain free, but there are costs that are associated with producing a podcast, such as server space and website space and bandwidth and equipment and all of that fun stuff for us to be able to do it. So if you wouldn't mind going to our Patreon page and signing up, you can uh, check it out on our Facebook page. Bruce has put it right there. He's pinned it as the top post uh, one way to do it, or you can go straight to patreon.com slash R-N-A-H-P. That stands for Rock in a Hard Place. R-N-A-H-P. Uh, patreon.com. Even if you could only do 50 cents a month or you know a buck a month, something like that, it's fantastic. We totally appreciate it. And honestly, the money will only get used for stuff that's podcast related. It's not like Paul or I are going to go out to dinner because he's in Nashville and I'm in California, so that's a little difficult to do. That would involve a plane ticket, which would also seem grossly irresponsible. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, so it, we would love it if you guys wouldn't mind helping us out and sponsoring us on Patreon. Uh, you can also help us by buying a pair of headphones. We get a little bit of the money from the uh, from the hard place code, so we'd love it if you guys would continue to come alongside of us. Thank you so much for listening uh, my goodness, it's hard to believe time is up already. But uh, that's it. My name's Chris. And I'm Paul. And we will do our best to uh, see you next week. If the good Lord's willing and the creek don't rise, have a good one.